This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Fabs here, and we are back for the Fantasy Football Show on Believe with myself, Michael Fabiano, uh, my pal Toss, on the other side of the virtual glass. What's going on, man? Not much. Not much. You know, week two. It's just, it's, it's, it's waiting for the weekend at this point. You know, every week. Well, Thursday night's always fun, but mm-hmm. Sundays, man, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, Cowboys Jets this week too. Would have been a lot more fun if Rodgers were playing, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, of course, that was the big news over the the week one slate. Rodgers tearing his ACL four plays into his Jets tenure. Uh, hopefully, he's back at some point, but uh, you never know uh, with a quarterback at his age if he's going to be able to come back from such a devastating injury. We've got Thursday night football also. And remember, we are going to be releasing the pod now on Tuesdays and Thursdays rather than Friday. So we can get that Thursday night game in there for you. And we're going to start off with the Thursday night game. It's Vikings. It's Eagles. It's at the link. Toss, believe it or not, the first NFL game that I ever watched as a kid was Eagles Vikings. It was Ron Jaworski against Tommy Kramer. You probably haven't heard of the latter quarterback. I have not, played- but I know I know Jaworski though. Yes, yeah. yeah, Jaws is a friend too. He's a good guy. Um, and it's funny too is like that game was a very fantasy friendly game. Now fantasy football was not going around. I mean, this is like in the eighties, like early eighties. I think it might have been 1980, 81. I can't remember, but it was my. I'll never forget. It was the first game I ever watched. It was at my aunt Sophie's house, and uh, that kind of started getting me hooked. So every time I see Vikings Eagles, I think of that game. Uh, so. Right now, it's a six and a half point spread with the Eagles being the favorite. The over-under is 49. Uh, The money line is the Vikings plus 210. The Eagles are at minus 258. Just want to give you a few interesting nuggets for all of you wagerers out there. Kirk Cousins is 1-2-1 against the spread on the road in his last four Thursday games. Uh, And the Vikings have gone over the total in six of their last eight Thursday games. So keep that in mind. Again, the over-under is 49 in this contest. Jalen Hurts, 11-5 against the spread at home in his career, uh, and he's 8-2-1 as a home favorite. So that gives you an idea of maybe where you want to go with this wager. Uh, The Eagles have gone over the total in six of their last nine Thursday night games. There you go. Uh, So based on the trends, bet the Eagles and bet the over. Uh, but you never know. So that's why we prognosticate and have fun with this stuff. They gave up, what was it, 320 passing yards to Mac Jones? So Yeah, I I will say this, though. They're a different defense at home, and we're going to get into that. They're a different defense at home. But they did. Mac Jones had a huge – hell, Mac Jones, a player, I think if I'm in a 2QB league, I'm going to start him this week. Just because they, Miami, you got to keep up with Miami, or you're going to get boat raced. So they've got they've gotten a Kobe Dean out, right? Yes. So, um, 
Not a the ton of depth. For the, not a ton of depth in that linebacking core. A lot of depth up front on the defensive line, but less right. so in the linebacking core. Yeah. Yep. Something interesting about that Eagles defense. Uh, the Vikings, the must starts are Jefferson and Hawkinson. That's obvious. I'm fading Cousins, though, if I can. The Eagles have allowed the fewest fantasy points to road quarterbacks since 2022. What do I mean by road quarterbacks? Quarterbacks who have played them at the link. Uh, Cousins has scored 16 or fewer points in six of nine career Thursday games. Not a good trend. We all know Kirk Cousins and being on the national stage. It's not all been bad, but there have been some bad games. Alexander Madison, I I got him in a bunch of leagues. I got to play him. The Eagles have allowed just four rushing touchdowns to road running back since last year. Very tough at home. Uh, They have allowed the 12th most points to running back since last year, but that does not factor in just home games. The Eagles are a very strange team in that trend. They're way better defensively at home than they are on the road. And that's been the trend with them for, for a few years. Jordan Addison, don't love the matchup. Why? The Eagles have allowed the fewest fantasy points to road wide receivers since last year. I told you their defense is good at the link. And the Eagles have also allowed the fewest points to perimeter receivers on their home field. Addison ran about 70% of his routes on the perimeter. So he could be a fade in this game for a lot of fantasy managers. Now let's talk to, about the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Yes, even though he had zero, he's still a very good start. I put Jake Elliott in here in the Eagles defense. I, they're all really good plays. And a lot of them are obvious. Now the less obvious. Kenneth Gainwell's not playing this week, unfortunately. Your guy. Uh, I dude, I told you this I was going to be the game too. I, I, he would have had a big game, I think, tonight too, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, so Gainwell's out. Last week, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch, and Swift barely got any touches. So, and I don't know the answer to this. Does Penny become the starter and Swift play the same role as he did last week, or does Swift become the starter and Penny's behind him? I don't know. I think it's going to be a committee. I can give you the numbers, though, and you guys make a decision. Um, Gainwell led the team in snaps and touches. It could go either way this week. It really could. The Vikings, though, have allowed the fifth most points to home running back since last year, 26.8 per game. Mm -hmm. So it's a good matchup. Um, If I had to start one, it'd be Swift. Penny probably is a guy that I'm a little – I'm a little more wary about. I'm a little more concerned about since he was a healthy scratch last week. But it's 100% within the possibility that Nick Sirianni starts Penny and Swift plays the same role as he did last week to a bigger degree, though, because obviously he barely played. I I, I wish I was a fly on the wall in the running backs room for Philadelphia. Normally when you roll the dice like this and you flex a guy or you start a guy like Penny – or, or like Swift, Jalen Hurts runs for two touchdowns. So that, <laughs> yeah, that's my experience, especially on a Thursday night game where you yeah. have other options you can look at for Sunday. It's just, so it's, it's a bit too risky for my taste. I only have like two shares of DeAndre Swift. I have none of Penny. And I think I got to start Swift at one of the leagues. It's the Scott Fishbowl because I went heavy wide receiver. It's a super flex league, tight ends premium in that league. So I, my running backs are bad. Was that a Dobbins? Was that a Dobbins league? A what league? A Dobbins. Did you draft Dobbins? In no, that no, 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 no. Okay. I, I, 
I only had one share of JK and it's in dynasty, which kind of stinks. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know uh, what the I, future I may looks not get like. Anything else out yeah. Of yeah. It yeah. stinks. So that's the Thursday night breakdown. If you look at the trends, the Eagles minus the points. If you look at the trends, go with the over on the total for that game. And there's not a lot to like for Minnesota, to be honest with you, from a fantasy standpoint, besides JJ and Hawkinson, there's just not, I'm not starting cousins. Uh, I'm, I'm not starting. I, I'm starting Madison, but I don't like it. Madison's kind of like, if I have another running back that I could play, I may be going in that direction. I don't know. A lot of people do have that kind of depth. Maybe they do. If you, if you had a situation where you had kind of a stacked running back room and you had a guy like Jacobs and Pollard who you took in your early rounds and then you had a Madison in the flex, would you opt for other players? Cause I might in that situation. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. I'd be looking to go elsewhere. Um, unfortunately I went a lot of, well, maybe not unfortunately, but I, I went with a lot of zero RB or hero RB strategies and drafts. So Madison like is my RB one in a few leagues, but my wide receivers are jacked. So that's, and I had a good week last week. 15 leagues. I think I lost three times. So I, I had a good week. That's why, uh, you're, doing the, that's why you're doing this pod. <laughs> although Jerry O'Connell kicked my ass in the Allison Chains League, I had every player on my team except for Mahomes was bad. And I'm not talking about bad players. I had Jamar Chase. I had Dallas Goddard. Just everybody tanked. I, 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 I Tyler Lockett. He stunk. Mm. Uh, it was a bad week, but uh, hopefully we'll bounce back this week. So, all right. Jen Piacenti, the princess of props. The lady who can win you some championship dough is going to be joining us here to talk props for the Thursday night game. Maybe talk a little DFS as well. So let's welcome Jen into the program. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Fabs, what's going on? What's up, buddy? I, I hear that uh, your dad's in town. Maybe you partake in a few glasses of wine last night, maybe? Yeah, you know, it's it's early here when we're recording this in California. And and I think Fabs just thought, you know, I don't like getting out of bed, but it's actually more, I also drank too much wine last night. My dad's in town. So we, uh, we had a good time catching up. We haven't seen each other since the World Series. We went to the oh. World Series in Houston. So he's here for, for a week. So there's going to be golf and tennis and wine. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Sounds great. Sounds great. But uh, speaking of great, your player props are always great. Uh, let's go into some of those uh, for week two. Let's win the people some money, John. Yeah. So uh, we're looking at the Thursday night game tonight, TJ Hawkinson is the player that we feel like, or I feel like is, is going to do really well. And you, you probably have noticed that his yardage prop is just kind of like eking up too. Uh, luckily we were able to grab this at 47 and a half and still get pretty good value for his receiving yards. And then over four and a half receptions getting a little juicy, but especially for those of you who play on sites like prize picks or, uh, you know, underdog and you have to parlay them. It's a great piece of your parlay to return some money. So the reason why he saw nine targets, he caught, 
you know, eight of them for 35 yards last week versus the Bucks, but he's consistently been heavily targeted in this offense. You know, since going to the Vikings, uh, he he averages more than eight averages more than eight targets per game. So they're expected to be in a negative game script this week. And let's not forget Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki burned them last week, the Eagles, they could not defend them. So they gave up a total of, let me see how many was, uh, 92 yards to those two, eight catches, 92 yards to Mike Kosicki and Hunter Henry. Okay. So TJ Hawkinson, we think he can do it. They allowed 10.22 yards per target. So we've got talent, we've got opportunity. So we're going to take the over here. Um, again, you know, Justin Jefferson, his receiving yards prop is actually really high. So when I looked at it and of course it is right. Cause he's Justin Jefferson and probably if just like the whole season, you just hit the over every week. It feels tempting. But last time they were able to limit him. Now, no James Bradbury. That helps. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to get a little bit of J Justin Jefferson. So I decided to go with the longest reception over 27 and a half. And that's basically, again, following the game script because Eagles are favored by more than a touchdown. So I'm expecting Kirk Cousins to have to throw, to have to get, get something deep to Justin Jefferson. It'll be some kind of a hero catch. I like Hurts for over his rushing yards. Um, I, I'm sure he'll score a rushing touchdown. He's due. <laughs> um, and then finally, this is one that's moved to plus money. I like Alexander Madison for to go over his receiving yards prop, which is just 15 and a half. It pays plus 105 right now. And the reason why is because even though Madison didn't have like huge, huge stats last week, what's interesting is the Eagles allowed 13 catches, 87 yards, and an 81% catch rate to uh, Patriots running backs last week. So that puts Madison into place. And so you think, well, but he only had 10 yards, but he ran 23 routes for 48.9% of the Vikings dropbacks last weekend. So he was running routes. And, and this looks like an opportunity to take advantage of that. Again, negative game script. And if there's pressure, they might check down to him. There's just a lot of reasons for me to take the over there, especially at the plus money. You know, I like that. Um, I don't love Madison overall. The Eagles defense is no. really good uh, historically at home against running backs. Um, exactly. in, in terms of giving up touchdowns, they gave up very few. It's mm -hmm. funny. I talked to Toss about this earlier in the show, how the Eagles defense is just so much better at home than they are on the road. It's strange. Mm -hmm. uh, they did give it up last week to New England, but this is at the link. So uh, Madison's stats overall, probably not going to be great, but uh, I like that, that receiving yardage prop. Uh, for Alexander Madison. All right, let's get into some DFS plays this weekend, Jen. So DFS plays, you know, there's a lot of interesting ones. I, I, of course, for quarterback, I like Justin Herbert. I like Patrick Mahomes. I even like Trevor Lawrence. Um, and they're all decent values this week, believe it or not. You know, Justin Fields is one of the higher priced quarterbacks, and I understand that the matchup is really good. But after seeing Justin Fields play, I'm not going to spend up for him. I would put him in a lineup if he was good value, but like, Top three quarterback? No, I'm not spinning up for it. I'm going to put him in my play my fantasy lineups, not yeah. putting him in my DFS lineups. Um, I love David Montgomery this week. I'm sure you've spoken about it already, Fabs. I know you like Monty this week too. I'm going to take the over on his rushing yard prop. Just everything lines up really well for him. I like Travis Etienne a lot as well and also more reasonably priced. And it does look like Etienne is going to leave this backfield. You know, we were wondering how important is Tank Bigsby going to be? It looks like it's Etienne for now. Uh, he carried the ball 18 times for 77 yards and a touchdown last week, and he caught all five of his passes. And this week he gets the Chiefs defense, and we saw with the Lions were able to do to the Chiefs last week. So I do like ETN. 
Though I do think the Chiefs will be much better this week. They can't be worse. Uh, that's I, I was actually asking Toss about that because the Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. Uh, so I mean, you only three and a half it moved this morning. So I think it did. They know okay, about Kelsey. So if Kelsey plays, that seems like a good play, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And the only concern I have with that play, just like on that game, is just the fact that the Chiefs generally don't cover. Like they only mm. covered 46% of the time last year. They just have trouble covering. And I, I don't know if it's because Vegas overvalues them or what happens. Um, but with this a point spread as small as two and a half, you're like, right. okay, surely they're going to win by a field goal. That's what you think. That being said, you know, Kadarius Tony could do his best to make sure that uh, oh, you don't get that uh, cover. <laughs> so uh, interesting stat. The, the Chiefs have been two and a half point favorites or less, which means there have been some games where they've been the underdog. Mm -hmm. Only 11 times when Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, they've covered seven of those games. That's wild. So, Well, Chris Jones will be back, but... I, I still like the Etienne prop because you saw him score that long touchdown on the outside. Once he gets outside of the, off the edge, you know, his speed is able to get him to that second level really easily. So I like that one. I'm a, I'm a yeah, fan. Jen. In your DFS. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the thing when I'm looking at DFS is like, I don't really care how much they cost their salary. Like I'm going to actually write up a bunch of bargains, like those really cheap darts where a guy's like, $3,500 or whatever, like Salvan Ahmed, maybe if, if Raheem Mostert doesn't go, you know, like that's somebody that could randomly go off for you. And mm -hmm. those are fun. But when I look at it, I'm just like, okay, based on salary, like, am I going to get back what I invest? You know, so even if I'm spending up, like I spent up last week for Justin Jefferson, I got back what I invested. It was worth the investment. Mm -hmm. um, but what you want to always do is see like, who's going to return more than what you're paying for. And I think ETN, the way he's priced, it's we're taking that shot um, with wide receivers. Same thing like um, DeAndre Hopkins and DJ Moore. They're very inexpensive this week and the matchups are right. And we saw that they had involvement. They should be. If Justin Fields is so good, if you're pricing Justin Fields so high, then why would I not take DJ Moore? I know he didn't look good, but this matchup's much better and it, it's yeah. super cheap and he's still DJ Moore. Same with DeAndre Hopkins. Again, Titans don't, throw a lot, but this matchup is one where they should. I mean, the Chargers allowed 375 yards last week to wideouts. Okay, mostly Tyreek Hill, but <laughs> you know. They gave up, they uh, gave up almost 80 fantasy points to the Dolphins wide receivers last week. It's crazy. It's crazy, but you know, Dolphins, or Hopkins had a 38.2% target share. Again, I know he's not practicing as of yesterday, but guys, he takes those veteran days off like more than any other veteran, so I'm not concerned about that. Jen Piacenti, you're the best. You can follow her on X at Jen Piacenti. And of course, check her out at Sports Illustrated, si.com slash fantasy. She's she's the best in the business as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the player props. We love her. Now, uh, go take a couple of Tylenol, get rid of that hangover from the wine, because wine is the worst when it comes to hangovers. Like, it I is like the electrolytes. Worst. And, and I have to go golf water. with him later. Like, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, it's going to be so bad. I'm going to be just picking up my ball and getting in the cart. Oh boy, you're the best. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next Thanks, week. Guys. Thanks, Shen. All right, guys. The moment y'all been waiting for, well, maybe. Start him and sit him. Week two. Week one, it was a good week. It wasn't a great week. But week ones are never great because they're so unpredictable. Some of the starts of and sits of the week did not pan out, but some of them did. Uh, Geno Smith, thanks for nothing. Uh, Tyler Higby, thanks for nothing. We're going to get into those players. So let's start off with the quarterbacks. At the start of the week, it's, it's kind of low-hanging fruit, but it's Trevor Lawrence. 
against Kansas City. What, what do you think of the spread in this game, Toss? Because it's a two-and-a-half-point spread. The Chiefs are favored. Uh, Mahomes is 7-4 and four career when he has started a game where the Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite or worse, which means they could have also been the underdogs, which has not happened very often. Do you take, do you take the Chiefs to not go 0-2? I'm uh, I'm a little worried in this one because it feels like a similar type of game script like you were talking about with the Thursday night football game where it could be a lot of points scored. I didn't see a ton from this Chiefs defense in that Thursday night game against the Lions, and I saw a lot of promising things from the Jags O. So I, I think this could be an over, and then we're looking at you know who gets the ball last situation, close game. And at that point, I, I'm not necessarily – willing to take the spread because it could be, uh, you know, them down to kick a field goal at the end to win the game sort of situation. If Kelsey plays, I'll take the chiefs. Sure. Otherwise might be out on that one, but Lawrence is a good play against Kansas city this week. And what should be a high scoring game. I like Jared Goff. Like anytime he's at home, I'm playing him. He and player prop for Goff plus uh, one and a half touchdown passes. He had at least two touchdown passes in all but one home game last year. All but one. And the Seahawks defense, they just gave up 334 to Matthew Stafford and a bunch of nobody wide receivers. Yeah, I have a sneaky suspicion that the waiver wire ad that we all should have been goo-goo eyes over could have been Josh Reynolds. Like I I could see him kind of popping off here, especially with the Lions at home, like you're saying, and and Goff doing work there. Uh, I know Daniel Jones was awful last week. How about them Cowboys? But uh, I will play him as a high QB2 or low QB1 this week against Arizona. Uh, Their defense has given up 19 or more fantasy points to quarterbacks nine times since last year. I I liked Jordan Love last week. I didn't like him as much when Watson was inactive, but he still had a very good game. Atlanta's defense, not great. And, you know, they they played a rookie last week. So I like Jordan Love. And I got to be honest with you, I'm a super flex league. I like Mac Jones. I mean, look at the numbers. The Dolphins have have allowed the second most points to quarterbacks since last year. It's more of a super flex start, or if you're super desperate somehow in a traditional league. But Mac Jones is worth a look. Uh, Geno, Brock Purdy, also on the stardom radar. Sidhams, and this one breaks my heart. I can't play Dak Prescott this week. I can't. I, I can't do it. That Jets defense is awesome. They have one of the five best defenses in the league. Maybe one of the three best they're that good. And now this defense is going to play the rest of the season sort of with that, you know, with that, that badge of honor, because they are going to make or break the Jets' season now because they don't have Rogers anymore. If they play well, the jets could contend for a playoff spot. If they don't, they're done. They're dust. I'm not messing with Dak this week uh, against the jets. Uh, they gave up nine points to Josh Allen. They turned him over four times uh, last week. Now, this one here is is a – you're probably going to start him, but I'm going to give you something to think about. Anthony Richardson had a good game last week, really good game. The Texans have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks since last year. They gave up less than seven to Lamar last week. Last year, Trevor Lawrence in two games against Houston – scored fewer than 15 fantasy points combined. Justin Fields, fewer than five points against Houston last year. Deshaun Watson, remember the game he came back? I get it, he hadn't played in a while. Lousy game. Their defense is good. Dak didn't have a good game. Their defense is good against quarterbacks. 
I'm not saying Richardson's a must say. Just giving you something to think about. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, also on the sit list. So is Sam Howell, who I liked last week. You know, he had 15.2 points. Not bad. But a home game for Denver. Coming off a loss to the Raiders. Um, their, the Broncos defense has allowed fewer than 14 points per game to opposing quarterbacks since last year. Uh, so I'm going to fade Sam Howell. Um, I'm fading Pickett this week, too. I'm not off of him as a sleeper and a guy who could be the second-year breakout. It might take a little bit longer. Uh, he's got some tough matchups here coming up. So uh, I would be fading Pickett. Uh, any, anybody on, on the list, uh, Toss, that you agree or disagree with? Um, no, I just, I like to hear that you have this soft spot for the Houston Texans. I, I can't wait to see how this kind of relationship develops throughout no, the season. I mean, like, listen, I, their, their defense is good against court. Yeah. I mean, running, they, they get killed against running backs, but I mean, I'm, they're, I'm a little worried about Michael Pittman this week. Derek Stingley is a tremendous talent on the outside and he'll likely be lined up against Pittman the entire game. Um, yeah. I, I'm not afraid of Richardson. Like you said, like the rushing baseline you know, you might get a game like Justin Fields had last week, which was 14 points right? in, in most leagues. And, and okay, you're, you're fine with that, but he's not going to blow the doors off in this game. That That's for sure. You wouldn't think so. You, you would not think so. Um, it, it, it's a funny stat because you think of the Texans and you think they stink, but not against the pass, not against quarterbacks, even mobile quarterbacks. Fields, Lamar held him in check. Uh, all right, let's move on to the running backs. Let's start with David Montgomery. 55 snaps, 21 touches last week. I think you start Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm off of Gibbs. Matchup's really good. I mean, Seattle gave up three touchdowns to the Rams running backs last week. Cam Akers and Kyron Williams. So uh, you play both Lions backs this week. Matchup's right. Uh, James Conner against Big Blue. Now, Conner didn't have a good game last week, but the commander's defense is pretty good against the run. It has been. Uh, I think he bounces back this week. The Giants gave up a couple of touchdowns to Pollard last week. Uh, and the Cardinals are going to have to run the ball and, and establish some sort of ground game there against the G-Men, who are going to come in really salty after getting their brakes beat off uh, by our beloved Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> How about the Cowboys? I like James Cook this week against the Raiders. Cook didn't have a big stat line last week, getting like 10 points, but he led the Bills' backfield in snaps and touches. That's big. And I said this on Tuesday. You look at the matchups, of course, but you also look at volume. You want opportunities. Volume's king. Cook got the volume, and he had opportunities. Didn't have a great game. I think he has a good game this week. Um, the Raiders have allowed the fifth most points to running backs um, overall since last year, and they've allowed the second most points to running backs via pass catching. And we know that Cook can catch the ball to the backfield. I like Rashad White this week, and Rashad White didn't have a good game last week, but he had 54 snaps, and he had 19 touches. Volume. Bears defense, 25 touchdowns a lot, and the second most points to running back since last year. So White's in the RB2 mix. Jamal Williams, same thing. He had a bad game. I told you the matchup was bad, but the volume was there. 49 snaps and 20 touches. He's got Carolina this week. They gave up three touchdowns to the Atlanta uh, running backs last week. Bijan had one, Algier had two. So I'm starting Jamal Williams as an RB2. And one thing you'll notice, folks, most of the time, I, listen, I'm never going to give you guys that are obvious. I'm going to give you the players that are in the RB2 flex mix, wide receiver two flex mix, that kind of thing. Um, Algier, I'm going to start this week as a flex if I need him. 
Damian Pierce, the matchup's right as a flex. Deion Jackson, keep tabs on the status of Zach Moss, but Deion, the matchup's right, and Deion Jackson had five catches last week. In PPR, I think he's a flex, an uninspiring flex, but the matchup's right. And if, if he can catch balls out of the backfield, that's going to be big in PPR. If Zach Moss is playing, are you then, at that point? Then, then that's uh, – All bets are off. That Right. That that's and Zach Moss could be back this week and he, and last I saw he's he's likely to come back, but keep tabs on that. Running backs to sit. I mean Cam Akers, geez Louise. You know, I, Akers played twenty eight snaps last week. Kyron Williams played fifty three. Now Akers got a lot of carries, but I mean he averaged like one point three yards per rush. He was awful. You know, it's like what the hell, Cam? He's Jekyll and Hyde, toss like you know. He's great sometimes, and other times he's dreadful. And last week was dreadful. Now you got the Niners. I don't want to play either Rams running back this week. Neither one of them. No thanks. Javante Williams. You probably got to flex him. Matchup's not great. The Commanders have allowed the second fewest points to running back since last year. They held James Conner to a very modest stat line last week. Their defense is good against the run. And Javante split snaps with P. Ryan. He had more touches but it wasn't egregious. It's not like he had 10 more touches. I think it was five. Dalvin Cook against the Cowboys, don't want him. Now, Brees Hall, you could play. And I said this last week, too. I'm not listening to the snap garbage anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care if Brees Hall is limited. He's way better than Dalvin Cook. Way better, which we kind of knew. But Dalvin didn't look great. In that game against the Bills, I mean, the Bills have a good run defense. They didn't look great. Typically, the Bills do okay. I mean, they gave it up to Brees when Dalvin got the ball. I mean, he's averaging less than four yards a carry. Um, I, I'm not starting Dalvin Cook if I can help it. And then Khalil Herbert, who I'm not out on yet, but I mean, the Bears used all three running backs last week: Herbert, Roshan, and Foreman. And Roshan had um, five more snaps, and Khalil had just five, excuse me, uh, Herbert had just five more snaps than Foreman and Roshan had more touches than Herbert. And the Buccaneers defense is pretty tough against the run, uh, allowing the six fewest points to running back since last year. So Khalil Herbert is a bit of a risk for me this week. Antonio Gibson, I mean, he's going to get dropped in some leagues. He barely played last week. He played 18 fewer snaps than Ryan Robinson. Not a great matchup. The Broncos held Josh Jacobs to a bad stat line, nine fantasy points. So, I mean, Gibson could be droppable right now, and the matchup's not great. Uh, some other running backs that you want to fade, Kyron Williams, I mentioned. Raheem Mostert's banged up, and he's got the Patriots on Sunday night. That's a risk. Uh, and Najee Harris, I know you got to play him. I told you not to, not to expect much last week, and he didn't do anything. I don't know if I'm expecting this much against the Browns either. What are your thoughts on Najee? Well, I have him. For the first time in one league. So I'm as optimistic as I can be, but I, I'm with you. I'm I'm cold on all of the Steelers right now, especially with Deontay Johnson out. I like Pickens' volume. Um, I have some Fryermuth stock as well. And you know, he's really just touchdown dependent, right? Is he gonna is he gonna fall over in the end zone with the ball in his hands or not? Right. Um, but I just I don't see a lot of volatility from that offense right now. And you're hoping that if Najee has a good game, it's likely going to come from, you know, one of those rookie rookie season games that he had where he caught 10 passes in the backfield and you're just racking up receptions. Hopefully you're in a full point PPR at that, that 
uh, yeah. point. Unfortunately, they just don't target him out of the backfield since that first year. Um, yeah. Because no Roethlisberger. Uh, all right. Wide receivers. I got to I gotta throw out that. Uh, Go ahead. I, I got to stand. I'm standing by my guy, Javante. I can't, I can't let you do this fabs. I he, listen. He, I, I'm it's, it's all by the numbers, dude. It's all, it ain't nothing personal. I love Javante Williams as a player. I have to have some sort of faith in Sean Payton as a coach that they have a bit of a get right game here on the offensive side. And while P Ryan was the guy that was more involved in the passing game, I think that's going to flip back and forth game in game out. Um, I just, I think he's going to get in this week. I was, very, very excited to see Brees come back from injury and look really, really healthy. I thought Javante looked pretty solid too. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. So maybe we're just wrong about the the, two, the one year window being not that great for these guys coming back from ACL and, and the second year being better. And they, they're just tremendous athletes and they have tremendous trainers and they're, they're otherworldly humans. I don't know. Maybe that's just where we're at now. I have Javante probably got to play him. I don't love the matchup. Um, I also, you didn't have him here, but I'm not huge on Miles Sanders. I I don't, if you don't have to play him, you know me, dude, I am not, I am not a Miles Sanders fan. So uh, I think he might lose the job by the end of the year. I'm I'm dead serious. I Chuba Hubbard's a talented back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And he got, he got his share. Not, not as much as miles, but he, he got his share. All right. Back to the wide receivers. I, this is low hanging fruit, but some people may be freaking out about the fact that T Higgins didn't have a point last week to start him against the Ravens. They just gave up 26 combined points to Robert Woods and Nico Collins. So, and I know the Texans were throwing because they were behind, but the Ravens defensive backfield is not that good. So I think the Bengals get right this week against Baltimore. I'm going to start new Hopkins. He had 13 targets last week and he's, he's a little banged up right now. Keep tabs on the status, but um, the Chargers gave up 78 fantasy points to the Dolphins wide receivers last week. Now I know it was like a lot of Tyreek. I get it, but still that's a crazy line. Um, and Tennessee is going to have to throw the ball to keep up with the Chargers offense. So I'm playing nuke Tyler Lockett had a bit of a head injury last week. Keep tabs on his status. If he plays, I know he's been a bad game. I'm playing him against the lions. They allowed the third most points to wide receivers since last year, including the most points to slot receivers. So if Lockett's a go, start him. If he can't play this week, Jackson Smith and Jigba could be in line for a start in fantasy. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, in that Chargers-Titans game, I'm playing Mike Williams. I know Williams did not have a great game last week. It was a high-scoring game. It's what we expected. He just didn't put up a good total. But the Titans are awful against the pass. No team in the league has allowed more fantasy points to wide receivers since last year. And only one team has allowed more to perimeter receivers. So it's a good matchup for Mike Williams. Mike Mike Williams also missed about a quarter and a half in that game. So I just want to throw that right. Out. Yep. Um, whoever the number one Packers wide receiver is, whether it's Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs, play him. Uh, we still don't know what's going on with Watson at this point while we're recording. Uh, but the number one receiver for the Packers is worth a, a wide receiver three flex this week. Um, Brandon Ayuk, obviously, you get him in your lineup. George Pickens, based on volume, now that Deontay Johnson's going to be out several weeks, is worth a flex. And Michael Thomas against the Panthers. Listen, if Michael Thomas gives me 11, 12 points a week, I drafted him as my wide receiver three or four. Yep, I'm in. Love it. So Michael Thomas is in the mix there. Uh, wide receivers, I'm fading. Last week, we loved the Drake, and he hated us back. He hated us. No points. But it's like Kyle Pitts. I hope he doesn't have the same thing happen to him because they don't throw the ball enough. They had 18 pass attempts last week. And if the Falcons are ahead in games, hell, even if they're behind in games, they're going to run the ball like crazy. 
Arthur Smith is infatuated with the ground game. I guess that's what happens when you're OC for the Titans and you have Derrick Henry in your stable. But also, Drake London's got to place Jerry Alexander. I, I mean, even if London had a good game last week, I'd still be like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to play him this week. Uh, Terry McLaurin played 63 snaps last week, so he had a full compliment. Didn't do much. 5.1 points. Problem is Broncos. Tough defense. I, Jacoby Myers had a good game against him last week, understandably. I still think McLaurin is a risk or at least a, a flex at best. Here's one. I'm going a little bit out on a limb, and you're probably going to play him. I know I am. Mike Evans against the Bears. He had 18 points last week, almost 19. Listen to the stat, though. The Bears' defense has allowed just nine touchdowns and the seventh fewest points to perimeter receivers since last year. So they're not good against the run. They're good against the pass. Just keep that in mind. I know they gave it up to Dobbs last week, but it was two touchdowns. The yardage was not there. So Evans is a risk-reward wide receiver three flex for me this week. Uh, Hollywood Brown, I can't play him until he shows me something against the Giants who are going to be salty. I'm not going to go there. Uh, Hollywood Brown needs to be on your bench with Joshua Dobbs under center. Hell, and maybe until Ky Kyler comes back. Uh, I'm not playing Brandon Cooks this week. You know, he had 4.2 points last week. The targets weren't there. The Jets are nasty good against wide receivers. No team in the league has allowed fewer points to wide receivers since the start of last year than Gang Green. So I'm fading Brandon Cooks. I'm fading Gabe Davis this week. And really, I'm fading every Ravens wide receiver not named Zay Flowers. Bengals defense is good. Zay Flowers may not have a big stat line this week. He might not. I'm playing him. Of course, he had a big game with the targets, but I don't know that Zay Flowers is a locked and loaded double-digit point performer in this game against the Bengals, but I will start him. Other wide receivers uh, that you may want to fade, um, we talked about Jordan Addison on Thursday night against Philadelphia and their defense, which is very good against wide receivers at home. Finally, the tight ends. Tight ends going to be a nightmare all year, like it was last year. Like, did you see some of the guys in the top 10 this past week? I mean, like, really? I mean, <laughs> Hunter Henry, who the hell saw that coming? It, it made me it, feel good about not spending a lot of draft, draft capital. I didn't go heavy on the tight ends this year in the yeah. first six rounds, so I felt okay yep. about that. But So, yeah. stardom tight ends this week. I like David Njoku. Because in his last three games against the Steelers, he has scored at least 12.8 points. So he's done well against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll play Sam Laporta against the Seahawks. I know that Higby didn't have a good game last week. That's because it was the Puka show and the Tutu show. They should start a show, Puka and Tutu, right? <laughs> and then they got Van, too. That's a cool uh, trio of names at wide receiver for LA. Puka, Puka and Tutu in the van. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, Laporta played 58 snaps last week. Good matchup against Seattle. I, I'm playing Zach Ertz. Like, remember I was talking about Zach Ertz. I'm like, no one's talking about him. I was worried about him because it, it seemed like maybe he was not going to play in week one. Then he played. He had 10 targets. And then this is, this is a fun stat because I love this kind of stuff. In his last nine games against the Giants, Zach Ertz has averaged 17.8 points. <laughs> because he played for the Eagles for so long. He played him twice a year. Right. right. Uh, so, like, if you need a tight end, pick him up. Luke Musgrave, if you need a tight end, pick him up. Uh, Atlanta's defense has allowed the fourth most points of tight ends since last year. So Ertz, Musgrave, I think Jake Ferguson for our beloveds. Uh, Hunter Henry against the Dolphins is a good play. I'm not chasing the points there. The matchup's pretty good. Uh, and obviously Dallas Goddard's uh, going to be a play uh, against the Vikings on Thursday. Sits, I'm putting Kyle Pitts in this spot until he does something, and it's not his fault. 
I would let me. Hey, Atlanta, you want to take a fourth round pick for Kyle Pitts? I'll take him in Dallas because you're wasting the talent, wasting the talent. It was a dumb draft pick if this is your offense. Uh, but he, I mean, he led the Atlanta Falcons in receiving yards last week. He had 44 and two catches, and the Packers are tough on tight ends. I told you to play Higby last week. I was wrong. Wow, wow. I don't like him this week. Why? Historically against the Niners, he's not done well. All right. Fewer than nine points in all but four of 14 career games against San Francisco. So, and the, the Niners have only allowed five touchdowns to tight ends in the last 18 games. I, I'm, I'm not in on Dalton Schultz. I, di- I didn't like him last week. I don't like him again this week. Uh, his his production is going to be a bit volatile because of the rookie quarterback. Hayden Hurst had a good game last week. Don't chase the points. The Saints have allowed the fewest points to tight end since last year. Only two touchdown catches to tight end since last year. Uh, Herb Smith, Tyler Conklin, Chigga Conquil also should be on your bench at the tight end position. So, folks, we got you covered for the entirety of week two. We got you Thursday night football. We've got Vikings, Eagles. We got all the DFS plays, the player props, all the information that you need to dominate your fantasy football league. And, of course, make sure you're checking me out over at si.com slash fantasy for updates to start them and sit them throughout the week. Friday and then Sunday, player rankings as well are updated daily. Toss, you are the man. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's beat up on them New York teams once again. And, folks, make sure you're checking out the podcast. You're subscribing. Give us a good review. Look how handsome Toss is. I mean, come on. How can you not give us a good just, review? Well, Look at that face. Forget my face. Look at that face. I'm just smiling because when we win, when the Cowboys win, we beat the New York teams. We have a chance to do the New York sweep. We don't always get Love that it. year in, year out. We don't always play the Jets. I know. So let's let's get it done. Let's go 2-0 and into week three. And by the way, the, the Jets need to go back to those uniforms that they wore uh, on Monday night permanently. Those are fantastic. Um, maybe not the best luck because of Rodgers' Achilles, but you here or there. Uh, Anyways, have a great week to everybody. We will be back on Tuesday with a recap of all the week two action, plus a look ahead to the waiver wire for week three. Good luck, everybody. This is the Believe Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, Michael Fabiano. We'll see you next week.